Good morning, Oregon. It's Monday, August 8th. This is Beth Slovic with a news briefing from the Oregonian and Oregon Live. It's been almost two years since the Beachy Creek Fire near Gates, Oregon, destroyed hundreds of homes and killed four people in 2020. The fire was Oregon's second largest of the year, and it scorched 193,000 acres to the southeast of Salem. Now about half of the people who lost homes in that fire, and a second one that merged with it, have permits to rebuild. Luckily, the 2022 fire season has been slow so far. But because wildfires are much more likely in the Pacific Northwest due to rising temperatures, drought, and overgrown forests, many people are doing things differently. Oregon is pushing people who want to live in and around forests to take what many researchers say are crucial precautions. The state wants homeowners to use fire-resistant materials and clear vegetation around homes. Those two things have proven benefits. A 2021 study of California homes found that new homes built with fire-resistant materials and defensible space were about 40% less likely to be destroyed than those built before 1990, when fewer state fire regulations existed. Oregon's system for determining Medicaid eligibility is leaving some vulnerable people in the cold, either making them wait or denying them benefits altogether in error. The system launched in February 2021 and was meant to update Oregon's method for connecting people to benefits. The new portal, called One, allows Oregonians to apply for a range of benefits through a single application that can be submitted online, by telephone, or by paper at a local office. About 50% of applications are now processed within 24 hours, according to the state. But significant issues marred the rollout, and patient advocates say the system is difficult for sick and elderly people to navigate without lawyers. As of June, the state faced a backlog of 8,000 applications, and two-thirds of those were for medical benefits. While the state tracks processing delays, it doesn't appear to know how many applications have been processed incorrectly. A representative for the state said he doesn't believe the errors are widespread. One is the single largest IT system ever deployed by the state. If you're headed to Wallawa County this summer, you might want to plan a trip to the Maxville Heritage Interpretive Center, a tiny museum in downtown Joseph that's been around since 2015 but is now expanding. The center highlights Black loggers and their families who lived and worked in rural Wallawa County in the early 1900s. The center owes its founding to Gwendolyn Trice, whose father came to northeastern Oregon with his family when the Maxville logging camp first opened in 1923. He remained in the region after its closure 10 years later. Maxville was a segregated company town of about 400 loggers and their families. About an eighth were black. Trice said she's committed to telling their stories, and now she's announced that the center has purchased the land that used to be Maxville and she plans to set up additional educational opportunities for the local community. Last week, the Oregonian and partners that include Oregon State University hosted a seven-day camp for 20 high school journalists from across the state. Students selected to attend the institute brought personal experiences and perspectives that are too often missing from news coverage today. Many of the students have cultural, linguistic, and socioeconomic backgrounds that differ from most of their peers in Oregon. The High School Journalism Institute, as it's known, is publishing stories at OregonLive.com this week. Here, high school journalists Sebastian Gracie Fultz and Hannah Kaufman showcase the work of Oregon artist Agnes Barton Sabo. 
During the pandemic, freelance illustrator Agnes Barton Sabo decided to try creating paper mache art. The result was a new exhibit on display at the Arts Center in Corvallis. Her exhibit, We Feed and Nourish Each Other, details the need for community care and connections during quarantine. Progress and change and hope are dependent on all of us taking care of each other. Her paper mache art includes colorful objects like food and TVs, some with affirmations that are meant to help the community lift each other up. The coffee cups say we power each other up. And so I was thinking about coffee literally, but also the community-focused message of the rest of the exhibit. The exhibit will be on display until August 20th. To learn more, visit theartscenter.net. Sebastian Gracie Foltz, Hannah Kaufman, High School Journalism Institute. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash podsupport.